now that spring football is completely in the rearview mirror, here are the biggest areas the Miami Hurricanes need to improve. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and free on YouTube. So there was a lot of good, but there was some not so good in the spring game. And it's not only about the spring game, because the Hurricanes did have five weeks of practice leading up to it. There were certain trends we need to discuss. And... When we want the truth, we get it from the truth teller. Bruce Warner is with us. Now, Bruce, uh, before we got on air, uh, you know, you didn't give anything away to me, but you were telling me you may have the answer for fixing this offensive line, uh, which they were missing a couple of projected starters this past Friday. We know that because we saw a couple guys pick up little issues in the warmups, and Nez Cooper and Javion Cohen didn't play, but – Bruce, the offensive line didn't look great this past Friday. So how do we fix that? Didn't look great when I was at the practice a week ago Saturday either. And those guys were there. I, I don't have the answer. I'm not an offensive line coach. And I know some of your listeners say, oh, he thinks he knows everything. And I see the little comments on there. I don't know everything. It's just you use me for an opinion. That's all. And I, I we all have opinions. So here's what I thought. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. Uh, um Jalen Rivers is not the answer at left tackle or right tackle, to tell you the truth. I don't, but he's not the answer at left tackle. So rather than move Malagoa over there, who's a true freshman, why not kick Rivers inside to the left guard spot? You got Lee at the center. You've got Cooper at the right guard spot and Malagoa. And let, let JV and Cohen try the left tackle. Look, first of all, he played at Alabama. He's not stupid. He's really, really good. So, you know what? To me, he's the lesser of two evils. He's experienced, maybe not on the outside. But, you know what? To, I, you have to do something. And to me, I'd give him a shot because Rivers has already failed. That's right. what I think. Now, you might not want to move him out there, but what choice do you have on the quarterback's blind side? You can't. I don't think you could use Malagoa yet. He's a kid. He's learning how to play on the right side. And, and as far as um, Samson is concerned, he did not play against great competition in Massachusetts. He's behind the eight ball. He's behind Mal. Yes, he's good, but he really is going to – he would be destroyed at the left tackle spot. So all I'm saying right now, unless they get somebody in the portal, which right. how likely is that to get a starting left tackle in the portal, give it a shot. You've got five months before the first game, but that's just my thought. Your you thoughts. Know, I I, I like no, I like that idea. Uh, and again, and the the only I guess the only reservation anybody could have about it is that Cohen has basically at Alabama exclusively played and featured at left guard. But at his size, I would imagine he does have a background playing tackle, and he probably played guard at Alabama because that's what was open to him, and that's all was so deep. And then the other part of it is Bruce, why what you said it makes sense to at least try it. it makes right. sense to at least try it because. We know Mario and Mirabal, they like to move guys around and cross-train them. So I'm sure Cohen has probably gotten some work and will get some work 
at tackle in practice, and maybe that's something you think about. So I like that as a possible possible solution. And he's, but he's on the left side already. It's, right. So that is a, that's right. a little better than moving from right guard or right tackle yeah. spot. He's, you know, and I'm, I'm guessing he had to have played some of it in practices, scrimmages at Alabama, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, and, and he's he's big and like he's built like a tackle. Like it's right. not like oh this guy only has the size to play guard. He's built like a tackle. Now, could could the possible solution here? And this is not in your control or my control, of course. But could the possible solution is maybe Zion Nelson does get healthy and he can slide into left tackle, and maybe the problem can uh, can solve itself that way. Right, but until then, I still let this guy try to work out at left tackle because we don't even know when Zion's going to practice, let alone play. Right. And and so, yeah, of course, the perfect solution is he's healthy and he goes from, from day one in, in fall practice and then he starts September 1st in the games. But we don't know that. Now, maybe the medical staff knows more than we do, and they think, oh, he'll be back, he'll be fine, it's just another couple of months. If that's the case, it's not worth it, but still. If he goes down during the season, what are you going to do then? So you really do have to have somebody who can play left tackle, and that's why I say JV and Cone because he's he's clearly the best one on that offensive line. You know that, that's good stuff here, uh, Bruce Warner. So a- anything else to you? Uh, I guess let's start here on what didn't look so great in the spring game. Hopefully, this was just a speed bump for this young man, Bruce, because I didn't think Jakari Brown had a good spring game at all. But he's had a good spring, like in totality, right? And, and you were out at that uh, at the third scrimmage, or it was either the second or third scrimmage you were out at. He was one of the guys who really stood out to you, the backup quarterback. Uh, he's someone who's looked good to me in practice. I thought he took a, st- a couple steps back in the spring game. How how concerning is that for you? It's very concerning. He did look pretty good when I was there. Um, he did, and 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 now he just. He laid an egg. He went back to his old ways again to a, to a certain degree. And that's not – and you can tell from Mario's all of a sudden it seems urgent that they find another quarterback. Yeah. Now, Williams looked good, but, again, he could be hot and cold too. Um, and you got to trust somebody with experience, especially since we just discussed the offensive line. It's a work in progress, but because they have those bodies there and those names means nothing because they're still struggling to work as a unit. And that, I don't know if that's going to get fixed. Maybe during the season, if they find five starters, they'll work in unison. But right now, that's a major concern right now, that offensive line. you know. But I think Ja'Cory Brown is – I wouldn't be surprised if he gets beaten out for the two spot. wouldn't shock me in the least. This other kid is poised. He sits there. He knows what to do. Uh, he listens. He doesn't just panic after somebody's not open. He, he checks down and or whatever he has to do. But – Brown is still a work in progress. Yeah, he's improved, but to, to the level that we we can trust him to go in the game and not do what he did Friday night, I don't think so. So I think they're going to look in the portal for a quarterback. I know they're looking for another D tackle. Uh, I, I you know Gore is nothing. That was that was a I don't know if it was a mistake, but they reached for this guy. He's too small. You know Bain is small, but I told you how Bain was in the scrimmage a week or so ago. Look what happened the other day. I told you he's in the backfield constantly, constantly. Nobody can stop this kid, you know? And that's, that's a great thing because he's not coming from the middle. Maybe they will put him in the middle. I just don't see him as a run stuffer, but you know, right. But that kid is, he's definitely going to play. He's incredible. 
Well, I want to talk more on the other side on another need on the offensive side of the football. And I do have a transfer portal note that I think is worth sending out there to all of you guys. So we're only getting started here on a Truth Teller Tuesday. Bruce Warner is with us here on Locked on Canes. FanDuel is always with you. And guys, we got NBA playoffs going on. My Miami Heat are in action. They'll try to take a commanding two-game lead against Milwaukee. Got Major League Baseball happening, grand slams, no hitters, double plays. They're all back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and then get $1,000, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. That means you have nothing to lose on that first bet. Like, hey, if you saw what the Heat did to Milwaukee game one and the Heat are nine and a half point underdogs tonight in game two, you might want to consider that. It's a no sweat first bet. If you bet Heat plus nine and a half and they lose, you get that right back in your account uh, in free play money with a no sweat first bet. Do not miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And we are on every day. So I want to thank the everydayers for checking us out each and every day. And tomorrow we're going to talk recruiting with John Garcia Jr., recruiting expert from the Locked On Network. So make sure you tune into that on Wednesday. Uh, It is a Truth Teller Tuesday. Bruce Warner is with us. Uh, Bruce, I, I think um, an area that is going to need going to need depth in the transfer portal, I believe, is running back. I mean, we saw on display Miami only currently has two scholarship backs in, and yep. one of them is an injury liability because Don Chaney, who I thought looked pretty good in the spring game, unfortunately, he's been hurt a lot. You know, Henry Parrish is probably the starting back. We got two young guys who haven't arrived yet, Chris Johnson and Mark Fletcher who are going to be arriving in the summer. Um, I don't know when we're going to see Trevante Citizen. He may not be available to start the season. So I, I really think Miami's got to go out and get somebody there. What do you think? No, I agree. I, I think they have to um, because of Cheney. He, he's, he needs to lose a little weight. He looks good, but he's always looks good. And then for some reason, he's out for like months at a shot. So, yeah, I think you need to go that way as well. Um Look, I, I know they're going to work uh, Flesher's tail off when he gets here. But again, can he pick up a blitz? Can he can he figure out what's going on when he's back there? Or they're going to put him back there just to run the ball and not have to worry about catching pass. I mean, blocking. Well, they may put him out on swing passes. They're going to bring him along slowly. He's not going to be a redshirt. He's definitely playing this year. There's no question about it. The other kid, I don't know. He's still too slight, Johnson. I, I just don't know if he's going to play this year. There's too many guys like him on the roster. And, of course, they just got a kid yesterday who committed. That's yeah, the, Chris the, Wheatley Humphrey, who, who is he's – a, he's a lot like Johnson. He's a similar yes, he burner type of guy. And, and yeah. I love I, – I do like him a lot, though. Now, what, what did you think of wide receiver position? I was encouraged. I'm glad you asked about that. Um, and, and I had a conversation about this, Bruce, uh, with uh, with a friend of ours, Brad Tejeda from Kane's Insight. And he feels, and I tend to agree with this, I still think they need a guy. Like, they want to add a wide receiver, but maybe they only need to add one now, not two. Because there was some thought they may need, may need to go in the portal, grab two guys. I think you do need a top-end, uh, speedy outside guy to add to this class. 
Uh, there's a kid in the portal from Texas who I like. Uh, uh, the one from Alabama, Tyler Harrell, who's a South Florida native. We like him. So there are there are some options out there. But I like what I saw from Jacoby George, who seems very motivated. He just tweeted out uh, today, keep doubting me. Well, J- Mr. George, I'm not doubting you anymore, okay? I, I think he looked really good. Colby and I mentioned, Young, I mentioned that along. a few weeks ago, that he looks good. Yeah. And, and he showed. So I'm happy about that. Um, I, I, I said before, and I'll say it again, I don't think Ladson, I don't think he's even going to contribute. Yeah. You know, the two kids are going to play before him. I did mention to you after the scrimmage a week, 10 days ago, that I thought the DBs were all over our receivers. And even in a touchdown pass that George caught, they were all over him. But yeah. um, So that's a good sign. I'm not so sure we need another defensive, maybe another safety. But we have like seven corners. I don't know if they're any yeah. good, but we need another <laughs> safety. Um, you know, And then everything meshes together. If the D-line can't stop the run, we're going to have trouble stopping the pass. That's why we need the D-tackle. Because everything melds together. Same thing with the receivers. If you can't get the offensive line fixed so they can't run the ball, then there's no purpose. You might as well just keep your defensive backs back and, and take away the long bomb on us because we've struggled. Even in the practices I watched, they were struggling with the bombs because they can't run the ball. The offensive line, it's 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 all part of one goal. they got to be able to run to throw deep. Otherwise – they're going to stack the box and dare you to throw deep. We've had that the last couple of years. And what happens? Our quarterbacks get killed. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I came up with this Javi and Cohen idea playing left tackle. They've got to solidify that spot. That's been the Achilles heel since Zion got hurt. What did you think of Tyler Van Dyke in the game? Because we, we both agree Emory Williams, the true freshman, looked really good and really poised when he got to play. I, I described Tyler's performance as sharp. Like, I, I didn't think he was spectacular, but I thought he made some good throws, looked comfortable out there. I think he's already looking more comfortable in the new offense. Bruce, I found a lot of Miami fans, for whatever reason, they, they just don't like Tyler. They don't want to say any nice things about the guy. So, for me, I said he looked sharp, and then I've got these weirdos like, he's terrible. Stop complimenting this guy. He's <laughs> people think he sucks. I don't think he sucks. I think no, Tyler's going to be fine this year. Dead wrong. But I can tell you, I saw, I, I saw it in the scrimmage, and I mentioned it to you, and I saw it the other day. He holds on to the ball too long. I agree. He's standing. He's going to get smashed, and he's got to get rid of that damn ball. And I don't. And maybe because they were working on so many long passes that that's what they told him to do. But they better figure out the underneath stuff and quickly. Plus, he doesn't have his tight end to go to. Who does he have? I mean, Skinner, I told you, I think Skinner's better. He's not dropping balls. He's not. He's never going to be a blocker. So he has gained some muscle weight, even though he looks skinny still. But he's okay. But you need a Royal in there. You need that threat. You need that crossing round threat. You need, you've got to have him in there. Otherwise, what happens? He turns to Restrepo and he throws it to him. And it's too predictable. Yeah. So, yeah. So, again, Van Dyke doesn't suck. That's so stupid. It's not even funny. <laughs> was, he, was he great? No, he was not great. Was he anything special? Not really. He was good. He made some nice throws. But, again, he's somewhat handicapped because he doesn't have the offensive line. He doesn't have the left tackle. Um, these guys are a work in progress. And you got a kid like Bain who couldn't, who's in the backfield constantly. And he was threatening this guy on almost every down. So, and that's not even our starting defensive line, so to speak. That's what they keep saying. 
Um, so there's still a work in progress. There's a lot that has to be corrected. But I'm, I, I'm, 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 I think those guys are in shape. Yeah. I think they're stronger. But where they need to get better, they got a lot of work to do. And that's the truth. We talked about defensive tackle being a need in the transfer portal. I do want to share a positive note to our listeners and viewers. I told you guys a couple of days ago that I, I could report that Miami has reached out to Jeffrey Emba from Auburn, defensive tackle in the transfer portal. Um, if, if you can get this guy, he's he could fill the void that Daryl Jackson left because he's got very similar dimensions. Jeffrey Emba, six foot six. 305. I think he's more like 310 plus now, but listed at 305. I've been told he's gotten a little bit bigger. So he's he's a lot like Daryl Jackson, who Miami lost to Florida State. He's got a lot of untapped potential international player originally from France. So I told you a couple days ago, Miami's reached out to him and my Auburn source has given me a pretty positive indication for Miami that it seems like Miami is really working on getting this done and getting Jeffrey Emba in. So I'm not saying it's done or that it's a slam dunk, but I'm telling you to watch out for that one. And, and Bruce, he, he would fit that mold because you mentioned Miami went out and they got Thomas Gore, who I, he's got a great motor, and I think he can do some things rushing the passer from the interior. Same thing with Branson Dean. But these guys are both a little bit smaller. They're not space eaters. Uh, on the inside, if you can get a guy like Emba, who's got that crazy height, but also that girth, that that can help solve that problem. If he's going to be a starter, if they really believe that, then absolutely, I put all, all everything you have to get this guy. He's critical. But if he's just going to be a body on the roster, I don't want him because I know there was another name they were talking about at D tackle as well. So I, I forgot who it was, but I did see that. Uh, that um, I'm curious to see what Horton does when he gets in. But again, he's a yeah, he's a freshman. Uh, you know, and if they have any hopes for playing, you know, winning eight, nine games this year, they better store up, sure up that defensive tackle this year. And Mario knows it. I mean, that's he keeps talking about it, but they haven't done anything to fix it. I'm shocked that they got those two guys. It just seemed like it just they got them too quickly. Mm. And they're not what they really need. I don't know why he did that. And that's yeah, the I, truth. Yeah. That's my truth. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. I can't second guess the guy, but on this one, I am. I want to talk about a couple of the young skill position players who did flash a little bit in the spring game because Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph looks like he's a very bright one for the future. And number 88, the young tight end, Riley Williams. I think he's got the goods as well. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. We are part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to remind you guys, you can join our exclusive SMS texting platform. You can one-on-ones with me. I'll answer your questions. Sometimes I'll answer your questions on the show, and I give you guys uh, breaking news on recruiting, practice observations. Sometimes we'll give you insights on episodes before they premiere. Uh, it's a service called Subtext, and we include a link to join our Subtext chat in the show description below. So click the link, join our subtext chat, get in on the conversation 24-7. Uh, we are here now with the truth teller, Bruce Warner. Bruce, it's always nice in the spring game. You know, everybody gets a chance to play. Uh, and a guy who I, I think is going to be a factor this season, right? Maybe uh, mostly on special teams as a returner, but I think he can also get out there in the slot because he's got that game-breaking speed. 
Number five, Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph. Like I, I expected to see some good stuff from him, but I, I thought he went above and beyond and was even better in the spring game than I thought he was going to be. I think he's probably even with and maybe on his way to passing Richard Smith. Uh, I, I just do. He's not really consistent catching the ball, and I think that's a problem. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, I don't know if he's as fast as everybody thinks he is. I think he's quick because he's short, little, you know. But I don't think he's that fast. Joseph is fast. Yeah. Quick and fast, you know. So I, I, li- I like that you brought that up. You know, I, I mentioned to you during the week that I thought after that practice last week that Devontae Brown, number seven, the kid from UCF, the older brother, He's good, and he was all over these receivers. He he played. He was he was another one of these guys. He's got the length, his arm length. He's taller. Um, he can stay with these guys. So I think he's clearly a starter. He's one of your corners for sure. I like him. The rest of the guys, again, that's a work in progress. So I like Daryl still- Porter a little bit. I thought I thought I thought number zero had some good plays and some good reactions. I, I think he'll probably be the other starter. He might be, but he's still small. And every time there's a yeah. jump ball, he gets beaten. Yeah. He's too small. He gets boxed out. He gets bodied out. That's the thing I don't like about him. I see him in he's in the area, but he's not making the plays. And that's the guy that I mentioned to you at the scrimmage that. I'll mention his name. He doesn't care. Darren Smith, coach at Chaminade, when I was talking to him, he said, that guy has to make that play. you got to finish. I don't care that he batted the pass down. Catch that ball. That should have been a pick in the end zone. And that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Porter doesn't make the plays. He's the round, but he's not making plays. You brought that up on not finishing these plays. Um, we had that conversation before the spring game. And then right. when I was watching the spring game, I noticed a handful of plays where sometimes – Tyler or Jakari would make a bad throw into coverage and you get these pass breakups, but it's like, you should have caught that. Like you should have intercepted that. Like I, it seems like three or four times they left interceptions on the field. I don't think they had any in the game. Yeah. And so that's something that I was talking to Darren about, and I'm sure the coaches are talking about it. When was the last time we had like three, four picks in a game uh, that that were great plays, not a stupid offensive quarterback just threw the ball to somebody who was just right there. And that's been lacking for years now. Um, I mean, there were times over the last several years where there was no DBs on the screen. You couldn't even see them. So when I said to you last week, these guys are draped on a receiver. That's a good thing. But now you have to finish, which is a positive. But still, you know, I'd like to see them pick the ball off a couple of times more. So that'll give our offense more possessions in a game. Um, so, yeah, that's part of it. But uh, that's that's what they're working on. They got five more months to to correct this stuff but at least they're they're near the receivers there was other than the pass to ray ray how many wide open receivers were there did you notice yeah not that honestly right that 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 was the off the top of my head that's the only one i can think of because even a couple of the throws like tyler made that great throw to jacoby george but he had he had a db i think it was brown was all over him when he made that catch in the corner of the end zone like that that was just a great throw and catch and like the one that Tyler threw to Riley Williams in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. that was just good ball placement really good catch other than that wide open guys wasn't happening yeah Ray Ray was a, a busted coverage anyway yeah. so it wasn't like he blew past everybody there was somebody that didn't pick him up and that's why he was wide open and once he catches the ball in the open field they're not catching him he's in the end zone so but that's my point they have to work on getting open now which is that's the receiver question are these guys just not that good that they can't get past our guys. They can't get open. 
But you know what? I'd rather see that from our defense. I expect yeah. the offensive guys to be better. Look, unless he could find some blue chip wide receiver in the portal, this is what we have. Um, that, I, that was one of the things I was watching uh, the first half with uh, a former former college player and a guy guy who had uh, a, a brief time in the NFL as well, a former wide receiver. So he knows what he's talking about. Um, and like he, he even one of the things he told me was he's like because he, he had he had also pretty closely studied uh, Florida State and, and Florida. And he's like, yeah, Miami just needs more of that speed at the wide receiver position. Like that was kind of his take on Miami starters that he wasn't seeing like a whole lot of game breaking separation. But then when he saw what Ray Ray was doing out there, he's like, okay, th this is the type of guy that kind of represents the speed. That's Miami why he has have. to be in the field. Yeah. Because you could see that if he can catch the ball somewhere open in the field, he could take off and be that he could be 20, 30 yards or in the end zone, just like a flash. So you want to have somebody that's going to keep those safeties, you know, I, 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 off the line of scrimmage and away from the box. You got to get those guys out of there. And you do that by either sending guys deep or you can run the ball. Because, you know, you've got to be able to run the ball. They start coming forward, you go over the top. And it's like I said, it's a whole. But to me, as I told you weeks ago, the offensive line is the key to the entire offense. Yeah. They are. They just are. And if you could have great receivers, you can bring Ling Swan tomorrow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> because if, they, if these guys can't. They don't have time in the pocket, and they can't run the ball. So I'm expecting, you know, we didn't really see screens. Now, I talked about that last year, but mm -hmm. we've got to be able to dump the ball off. But that's not what the quarterbacks were told to do. They were working on getting the ball down the field. That's what they wanted to do, you know. Well, I appreciate your time, as always. He's Bruce Warner. We love the Truth Teller Tuesdays. I like that shirt, by the way. I feel like every time we have you on, it's like a fashion show. That's a really good uh, – I've complimented the hat before. I've never seen that – shirt is is that like the miami knights shirt is that a no, special I, just, I don't know when i got this I, I i don't know i don't know whether i got it from Canesware or harry at all canes i don't remember or maybe i got it as a gift who knows everybody yeah. that buys me stuff knows what what i wear same <laughs> you same too here. I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, <laughs> the, the, this shirt definitely a gift i think i bought this hat for myself but this shirt was a christmas gift from a relative so i'm, I'm in the same boat with you yeah well, i get yelled at by my wife why do you always wear that stuff? So the other day I had my granddaughter's birthday party and I wore totally, I didn't wear anything orange or green, just whatever I wore. I forgot what I wore. Jeans, okay. I think, and, and, and a shirt. That's what I wore. Jeans and a pink shirt. Wow, look at you. The pink shirt. I do have one pink shirt in my collection. Okay. Well, anyway, it's great doing the show with you. I love doing the show. So I did try to get Gino last night. For those of you, I'll get him. We'll have Gino on. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get Gino. We, we, there, there's there's plenty of time because there's never a bad time to talk to talk to Gino Toretta. Of course not. So, so we're, we're going to get him on one of the next times. We appreciate Bruce Warner. I appreciate all of you guys. Make sure to smash the like button. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe. Uh, I do. But I'm going to read this on the next episode because I don't have it in front of me. But remember, I told you guys some Florida State fan screwed up our average because he left me a one-star review because you know he's 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 jealous that we've got a great show covering miami i don't think there's any good shows covering florida state these days he left me a one-star review which bumped my average down from a 5.0 to a 4.9 we did get a canes fan who left us a new five-star review to help bump that average back up so thank you guys so much uh so if you're listening to the audio version apple podcast spotify 
uh, Odyssey app. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, YouTube version, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to our channel, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow with John Garcia Jr. on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.